Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 195, also known as the episode that Jan will have to leave halfway through. (laughs) I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sanitsky. Hello, sir. Hello there. Uh, That is me. That you is you, and you should head on over to our Facebook page, search Carbitrage, and you will see a photo of our brand new used Fiat 500. They are excellent. Um, I want to quickly touch on one thing that I'm sure you're uh, sick of hearing me beat into the ground, but patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this particular website, you will find a couple of open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Anyway, moving on. Beer time. I have switched from my Minnesota Gold Lager, which was pretty good for garbage beer, and I am now drinking a Lifridge. Yes, I'm drinking Heineken One in a Billion Edition Six Five Five Zero Eight Six, and I'm almost done with it. And next, I'll be moving on to Heineken Your One in a Billion Edition uh, Number Three Eight Five One Four Seven Nine. How many numbers apart are those? Uh, literally three million. So was it a random number generator then? They're not sequentially numbered serials. Which, wait, okay, so that would make it not a serial number, because a serial, I believe, I have no idea. implies that it is sequentially it's numbered. sequential, yeah. Oh, God, I hate this. Okay. This is why the uh, CEO of Heineken got kidnapped. <laughs> and another one got assassinated, because <laughs> they do stuff like this. Well, they're from, what? what country? Is it Holland? You haven't heard about that? No. When we get home, I'll have to play you the business plays about Heineken. It is oh, wild. <laughs> it's, prob- it's, like, it's honestly a lot like Gambala. Yeah, seriously, it, it, he's like the Uwe Gumball of beer. It is unbelievable. You heard it here first, folks, on Carbitrage. <laughs> <laughs> Heineken is basically Gambala. Uh, all right, so I've got the first story this week, and I honestly, as I was parsing through our usual sus- uh, suspect repositories of car information, I almost scrolled past this because I didn't know how much I cared. But I'm going to tell it to you anyway because okay. it turns out I do care. So Hyundai. Yes. With their Elantra, and you can see why I almost didn't click on this, has come out with a new N-line trim. And the reason why I clicked on it is because all of the N products so far have been really good. Yes. This is no exception. So this is going up head-to-head with Honda Civic Si. And soon to be the turbocharged Corolla. That is true. And I believe the turbocharged Corolla will also be offered with a six-speed manual transmission. Yes, it will be. So we will have... They already have a a six-speed. Three excellent Japanese and Korean options for a compact sedan or hatch. So at least four doors, preferably five. You know, I want to I want to mention something. I bought yep. a Fiat because I, I could I not too. find what I wanted from a Japanese manufacturer. Because the only car that would come to, close to what I wanted would be a supercharged first generation Yaris, which is like unobtainium. Um, uh-huh. They are now making things that I want again, but not in a price point that I'm willing to I pay. do believe that that is not necessarily causation, but it is correlation. Because yeah, there, there is are a lot yeah. of people out there that are at least somewhat in harmony with what we look for. Yes. And the fact that those people are getting angry and buying German cars, older cars yeah, and older or cars, German yeah. stuff that they don't necessarily want to or they're stretching way too far into. When I worked at Good Karma, I did not meet a single person that bought a Mark VI Golf by want. They bought it out of necessity. Yeah, like, well, it, it was the only thing it's that a, did blank. It was the only thing I could get that was fun to drive and new and came with a warranty. 
And I'm, a manual. Yeah, and a manual, and I have to sell it before the warranty's up. That's what they mm-hmm. would always say. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, so anyway, the, the Elantra N-Line is great. It's a 1.6 turbo. That engine is not under the recall, as far as I know. Uh, it comes with the Veloster N six-speed, so it's a really good transmission. Uh, it's just a pretty good disposable car. So if you want to drive something every day that isn't electric, go get yourself one of these. Yeah. Go get yourself a Honda Civic Si six-speed. And actually, my ex's parents bought special order a six-speed Honda Civic Si. Very cool. That's actually really cool. And then also, you said that the upcoming Corolla. Yes, will be. Yeah. So I would just get the buy Corolla one of those. Please three. just buy one of those. But these are the cars that I think by the time the Corolla comes out, once I do a mid a facelift on it, I might be. Oh, that, Mazda three Turbo too. Yeah, that's automatic only. Unfortunately, uh, hmm. our new follow is saying that, but. Uh, if, Do some research. If the Mazda 3 Turbo came with a manual transmission, I would that would that. be the play. Because those, be play, those look yeah. so good. And they're properly good. Like, have you seen Ma- the new Mazda 3 hatches on the road? Yes, they're oh. amazing. And have you, like, I, I just got out of... Uh, I'm so, I sold my Mazda 5. But, um, Thank God. Yeah, don't don't but, ever get rid of that. No, I'm not going to get rid of Kick it. it. It's I know that's why good. you bought the Fiat, yeah, to it's, save the Mazda. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it's just one of those cars that are just... That brand can make anything good. They made a minivan, one of my favorite vehicles to drive. Same. Well, I mean, not to drive, but like it is one of my favorite vehicles. Yes, yeah. and like if they, they did that with a minivan and with a proper hot hatch, they're yeah. like the Mazda, the Turbo Mazda Three is just well, absolutely and ready to go. Your parents both bought Mazdas because they wanted manual. Yeah, they wanted a fun to drive manual car. Like my mom, she wanted. I keep going back to this, but the she has she has a Mazda too because she she had a fit. Oh, I'm sorry. She wanted a fit that was more fun to drive, fuel efficient, could fit just as much stuff, wasn't terribly expensive, and had at least four doors. And it had at least four, uh, or at least five doors. Because um, that's why she didn't end up with a Fiat, right? Yeah. Because it was the doors. It was the it was the doors. Yeah. Um. So she ended up with a Mazda too. With a manual transmission. It's great. And, and it's green. It's green. Ah, it's lime so green. Yeah. Bright green. It's bright and green. And she loves it. And her only complaint is she wished it had a fancier interior because It's she a really... subcompact. There are people that buy BMW 1 Series M's and they complain about the sun visors. I'm like, shut the hell up. Yeah. Uh, well, Go drive that, your goddamn car. Even that, I, she is like, it's the most minor complaint. She goes, yeah. I wish it had a little bit of a more fancy interior. And like, even then she's like, but that being said... I would not change my car over the interior. Yeah. She's like, if I could change anything, it would be the interior, but it's not a deal. Yeah, it was when they were selling the G, and she's like, oh, I really like the G's interior. I wish Except I had a car. Except she hated the backseat. She really yeah. hated the backseat. Because the, the G35. How much time did she spend in the backseat of the G35? I refused to sit back there, so whenever we went on a family trip, she was in the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, she has this thing. Where I actually posted this in the. That's awesome. I'm in this uh, this bubble exclusive daunt group on Facebook, and that is one of the most excellent things I've heard out of you. Yeah, today. and so there's one of these. There's a question that was raised: Is who goes up front, your girlfriend or your mom? And I said, my mom. She never sits in the front seat. She because hates it. what she does is she immediately frantically goes ah! <laughs> and just like throws her hands up and hits every vent, moves all the vents away from her face. And on several cars that I've owned, she has broken a total of five vents in over the course of my lifetime by doing that. Because she just ham-handedly smashes them out of her way. Yeah. Because she, she hates, hates having, like, vents blow on her face, and she immediately freaks out. So she goes in the back seat because she literally has broken vents. Yeah. 
like when I picked her up once. And I've my never touched the vents in my car. <laughs> yeah. She flips out. <laughs> like, so I picked her up one day. Like I don't know why I was in this situation to like pick her up from work, but sure, I was. But things happen I was over asked a long to period of time. Up, sure. Uh, and I was like, "That's fine, no big deal." And oh my I was God. like, "So I picked her up, and like, mind you, her and I get along, but we're not like." On that basis, where I'd expect her to move things in my car. Sure, you're, you're and, friends, but you're not move my Vince friends. Like, yeah, those are two like, different levels. Which is, the, let's be honest, that's that's akin to taking somebody's device and changing a audio track on their stereo. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't do that with you. It's a preference. No, I will. It is. Kill a, you. It is a yeah. family mm. level of yeah. thing. And yeah. So. Maybe beyond that. Yeah, like, yeah, like it has to be immediate family. Like, I, I don't think, even, like, I don't... Mark and Scott are the only two. I think if your mother did that, you would stop the car. Like, yeah. That would be, like, it's a Mark and Scott only yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't that even do think that. we do that to each other. No. Like, we ask. I don't. Um, they should move the center screen to the left side of the car so nobody else can reach it. Well, be... honey, yeah. like, seriously, like, literally in your car, I sit there, I use your exact same driving position, and I tell you, I'm like, I apologize, honey, I had to move the rear view yeah. mirror. And I will and look I, down. And I tell him, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I do that too. I, I, have a, I have a key for my mom's car. I keep it. Yeah. Because it will adjust my seat and my side views, but I never touch her rear view mirror. Like, no. I can't see shit out the back of this car. No. Because yeah. she's like 5'2". When I, when I would, like, when I would get in the customer cars car. at, at Good Karma, I would, like, move my feet up against, like, my chest and mm-hmm. be like, I drive like that dude in the in the Simpsons that yes. has a beetle. Oh. It's like seven feet tall. It's like this is the only car I could afford. Like it'd be like that. But anyway, yeah. sorry. But anywho, she gets in my car and immediately adjusts all the vents. Mm. The te- like and so I'm like I have Every really vent. bad OCD, so I do not like my heat being on where I can hear it. And so, like, I always have it, like, on low or off. You would love a Volkswagen Phaeton. Exactly. Yes, actually. And so, like, I don't person. touch any of my controls. It was to the point where I was like, Ryan, my heat doesn't work. And he was like, oh, somebody moved it to defrost only. And I was like, oh, because I don't touch my controls. And she immediately got you in. have established something that works for you. But yeah. And you, have, you live with it. You have to understand, and she moved all of the vents and everything. turned it to defrost. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Like, Moved all the vents, changed everything. Because I, I think the heating problem yeah. was after she was in yeah. my car. It was, it was all because of my mother. I told and her never to do that ever she again. She changed all my settings. And I was like, my car is broken, Ryan. I don't know what happened. I just drove your mom home. And now my heat stopped working for the last month. And it was just... Yeah, needless to say, I've never driven her anywhere that again. That is giving she me has, tremendous anxiety. She has rendered one of my cars unusable and quote unquote broke my heat because I didn't realize she changed every single base setting. Absolute menace. Then she turned down the radio too and I was like I listened to NPR on like level five. Like five of 50 like yeah. it's barely audible NPR and my man has to turn it down. <laughs> it literally it's like that loud yeah. Yeah because I just I have ADHD so I have to have something in the background so I don't uh, disassociate and drive to Woodbury. Um but yeah, and so like my mom turns down my volume, which I don't mind, but like touching my heat settings is that's, just... That, that's the next level you don't do that. So anyway, so mom liked the interior of the G35. She hated the back seat because the back seats on G35s in Japan are adjustable. Mm. And in America, they couldn't get them past crash test standards while keeping it adjustable. So my mom, need, like she's stuck in this like dentist chair recline position. When she's back there, and we put her back there because she touches everything else in every car. And then she has her vents, 
Like, the back seat vents on the G35 were already set to what she wanted, and she would still sit there and fiddle with them. I just hate that. It's my least favorite thing in the world. So... All right, so I'm done doing my ambient Minnesota <laughs> public radio impression. I want to uh, talk about uh, looking at cars. We're talking about trying to, a very specific thing where it's like almost impossible to find these cars. What is the longest time you spent trying to find a specific car? Current searches don't count, but since I see that you, you added one, I added one as well. Uh, so, Eric, what, what was your choice? How long did it take you to find the car that you wanted, and what was the most ridiculous car that you needed to try and find? So I'm going to answer this in probably not necessarily the method you want, but I think it'll end up satisfying your your answers. So the car that I thought was going to take me the longest to find was Mr. Wags. Yeah. I was looking for a six-speed manual, rear-wheel drive, really well-optioned, neutral color BMW 3 Series wagon. Yes. It took me four days to find that car. It's like my Fiat 500. I I found it in like an hour. And yours was local, too. It's like shocked. And I just went out and looked at it. I'm like, this has the best interior. It's no sunroof. It's got manual climate. Like, whoever ordered this did it on purpose. Yeah. And, like, that car was, like, got to the dealership in Virginia. And the guy's like, yeah, it's a glad thing you put the deposit down when you did. I had five calls later that day. And, like, like, yeah, the guy traded it in for an Odyssey because they had an expanding grandchildren, whatever. And the guy was crying as he was handing over the keys to this car. I'm like, if only he knew. This car was going to be pampered more than a Lamborghini. I think he would <laughs> be fine. It is literally pampered more than Mark's Lamborghini. Mister like... Wags was put away clean, which has a solid veneer of dust and road <laughs> It does, but that's kind of Mr. endearing. Mister Wags is like the most babied car, and he deserves it. That, he's oh, yes. he's a sweet. He's sweet just thing. a perfect car. He is. A, he's a very handsome guy. He deserves all the best. <laughs> anyway, so that car took four days. Uh, the car that I wasn't expecting to take quite as long uh, for no real reason. But ended up taking me 18 months, which is my longest that's search. really long. For me, that's ridiculous because if you've known me a long time, which you both have, you know that I don't really shop for cars. No. Stuff just gets forwarded to mm-hmm. me, and yeah. then I end up buying the damn thing, Yeah, which is fine. That's pretty much how it goes. The Z8, I was actively looking. I bid on a bunch of cars. Nothing I did worse tons of research. Than actually looking for something. You say that, but... And although I agree, the the hunt is the only part of the car search that I enjoy anymore. And That's fair. the time I spent bidding on and researching and talking to all these just room temperature IQ people that own these cars that couldn't answer basic questions was tons of fun. <laughs> and then even bargaining for this one, like I still, I send the guy, I bought it from photos and he's like, I can't believe how much you drive this thing. I'm like, well, we don't drive it that much, but yikes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah over yeah. the past four years before i bought it it just it basically didn't move it hadn't been road registered in california since 2015 Oof. Ooh. so yeah. yeah it's had a lot of miles put on it and it took you 18 months to 18 months it. so what was the like big hang-up on the it? big hang-up was i thought it was going to be mileage but it was condition mm-hmm. really um well, i guess with the z8 it's actually super important because like, it is you have neon tube turn signals, like, and there's you don't want to have one cracked. That's the thing. I mean, you can replace anything on that car. It's one of the beauties about owning that thing is it's it's really not hard to actually fix any issue you would have with one because BMW guaranteed parts availability through twenty or twenty fifty one. Oh, so nice. like you can go in and you can buy a dashboard for that in twenty forty nine. It's fine. They will sell you one. It um, will cost you all of the money. But that's the thing right there. If you find anything that is not right on that car, it will cost you a fortune. And people that buy them don't care because they can afford it. I can't. 
So yeah. I needed everything that could possibly be wrong on that car to be right. And I also wanted high mileage. So I bid on a few cars that were about half the mileage, like thirteen to 15,000 yeah. miles. Yeah. And sometimes they would have also, it's, a it's couple a issues. Z8, so 13,000, is quite a bit. That's middle of the road for those cars. Yeah. That's, that's where most of them are Yeah. after that time, which is fine. But like I was also, I had to search for one color combo, which isn't my favorite, but I needed silver on black because the person doing 90% of the financing on this car needed that. I'm like, fine, fine, I don't care. Um, I ended up finding this car. It was actually a, um, a completed but not sold listing on eBay from like mm-hmm. 90 days prior. It was just about to fall off the website. And I saw the license plate it had on the back had a, a name on it. So I Googled it. I found the place, and I emailed them for the info at this dealership.com. Mm-hmm. And the guy texted me back the next day. <clears throat> this was December 20, 21st, 2019. Yeah, I remember. And it was just like whole, like, and middle I was, of Christmas. Yep, Your I was in Florida. Yep. Sure. Yeah, they were, they were leaving on a cruise from Miami three days after that. And it was like all the banks were closed because it was a weekend, so I couldn't wire and all this other hoopla. But it ended up taking three and a half months to get the car here. Yes, I remember how much of a nightmare it was. And you got it right before COVID, too. Like I did. You it, got it, it like literally two weeks. It before. arrived like February first. Uh, I was it February first? Yeah, I think I, it was. Yeah, it was something like that. Because like, yeah, it was February first. No, you're right. It was late February. It was late. Yeah, because I, I remember it's like I was in I Texas remember, on I remember that we did. We took a photo of that. And then we um, did one other recording, mm-hmm. and then Tom Hanks got COVID. Oh, yeah. It was literally it was like really it was two early weeks on. Like, before COVID. Like, you got it right before the world ended. It, it was right in the snowbird peak for shipping, yeah. I remember, because we ended up paying a lot to ship it here. But, yeah, it, I remember it, it pulling up on that frigid day and just, like, you know when it's cold outside and you cold start a car, you can see the exhaust because yes. water vapor. I had never pictured that in my mind coming from a z8 like mm-hmm. those cars just they don't, don't make... drive when it's not nice out and then you and this yeah we're just like driving up through like rutted ice dams getting it inside and yeah it it was just immaculate that's like, pretty cool yeah. everything was perfect and then i opened the hood and my father there he's the one that financed 90 percent of this car because i'm poor i can't afford this thing he had he was just in hog heaven digging it. I open the hood and my my heart just sinks. No performance brace. And it's a big deal. Yeah, I remember on the it, yeah. And I texted the guy, I'm like, car's here, looks great, but no performance brace. And he like immediately goes on the defense, which is a first for this guy, because he'd just been a sweetheart dealing with all yeah. this stuff. And I scroll back to my first text message on record with this guy. Does, have the performance Does it have the performance brace? It's literally the first question I asked. And he says, yes. And I send him that. And I send him a picture of the engine bay. I'm like, how are we going to solve this? <laughs> and then I'm taking two months extra to get him to pay me because he was going to order the parts. I'm like, just send me the money. I'll buy it. I won't even factor in my labor. Just yeah. pay me for the brace. I'll even buy all the hardware. I don't care. But like this car, I'm not driving it. Until that's on there, because it's yeah. a really big deal. The Z8s were one of the first production. Actually, they were the first production BMW to be an all-aluminum monocoque. Yeah. And you can never do enough test miles to figure out everything about a car. And it turns out they weren't quite strong enough. Yeah, and so they need that performance. If, like, they need the performance. They do. Brace. If you drive it on a rough road, and we have those around here, yeah. you will end up slowly mushrooming the car in, and then the hood won't open, and then you're, you're screwed. Yeah. So the performance brace... 
does effectively solve this problem. It's a big uh, aluminum brace that just it gets drilled into the car, yeah. and it just it anchors the two strut towers together mm -hmm. so they can't alter geometry. I ended up having to do that. So by the time the car was done, it was June or I think it was July. Mm -hmm. So realistically, add another six months onto the eighteen months before the car was oh, really yeah. like it, it was a typical burger. I'm show, content. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, our luck is so great. <clears throat> Sarcasm. So it was about two years. Yeah, no, you're one of those people where it's like, it's like you make a deal with the devil, and you're like, and he's like, I will give you everything you want, asterisk, it will all suck to attain. It will all be horrible first world problems, and nobody will feel bad for you. <laughs> it's literally Correct, that. but that's it's how just, you get the good deals on the good but, stuff. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's how it works. So for me, this was my, I was coming from a similar issue. Actually, my longest time I've ever spent searching for a Mazda, for my car was my Mazda 5. Mm-hmm. Six years from the first time I saw one, and I said, I want a manual minivan, mm -hmm. to when I actually saw one for sale for a reasonable price. At the dealership at you the were working dealership at. I was working at. It came in on trade, and it was sitting in the wholesale lot. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought this was an employee mm -hmm. car. I want this. And it was literally the day before the truck came. Um, it was actually two days after my Crescent blew up, so it was all very... Yeah, serendipitous. I, re yes. I remember him being like, because a Subaru Baja was brought in on the same day, and the. Remember, Gross, I got, by the way. One, sec one second. I, I need. I need to. Which is a this car way. that he's also been looking for. Oh no! The, one, second. No, one second. No! Let me, no! Let me, no! 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 Let me no. explain. Let me explain. No. Here. So bad. This is how, this is bottle. this is my <laughs> explanation. As. A car salesman at a super dealership, and my thing is, if I have to buy a car for a reason, and it's not a car I directly want, I'm going to find the weirdest version of it. The weirdest version... Drive an XT6. No, one second. Uh, it, which is basically what I have as a Subaru GL10, which is like an That's XT6. fine. No Bajas. Bajas one are second. terrible. One second. If I were to get a Baja, it would have to be the most Baja-y Baja. It would to be the most unlovable vehicle, so it would have to be... Yellow and silver two-tone with a bull bar and a topper. That's Corey's old car minus the <laughs> topper. It would literally need to be the worst possible. Anyway, one came in on trade, and the only issue was it was automatic. And everything else was turbo and everything. And so and I got a phone call, and he was like, what do I do? And I was like, Ryan, you idiot. Perfect. Get the Mazda 5. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a perfect Subaru Baja automatic. So it had the horrible transmission, but they literally did head gaskets on it and then traded it in because they're like what else could possibly go wrong and so it was like they had just done all the expensive maintenance and i'm like well five-speed swap is pretty much free on this car so it, it, and it takes literally a weekend to do it's the easiest manual swap in the world is on a baja so that was my reasoning why i do not regret my decision at all because the mazda 5 was better however Correct. however I will say that Mazda 5 needed $3,000 worth of maintenance before it was the equivalent quality of the Baja. I don't care, because you would but, have had to do head gaskets twice on the Baja after getting it. Mm -hmm. since, no, that's true. No. Yeah. And it would have been a Baja, and I wouldn't have talked to you. We would have started a carpetrage. And... It, it literally would have ruined my life, yeah. <laughs> um. I know. I, so, like, I never answered my phone, and he called me literally during story time. Oh, no. And so I was like... He doesn't call me, so like this is serious. It's I gotta an answer important this. Question, yeah. So I was like, "All right, sit down, toddler." They were Hold all both. They're both going on the same truck to. I was like, I was like, Ryan, I'm answering ah. the phone, but I'm gonna keep reading this book. And so I kept reading the book, and he was like, "All right, so I just need you to help me make a decision." I was like, <clears> "Okay." 
And he he asked me, and I was like, why are you asking me? Mazda yeah. 5 or don't pick me up. Yeah, it's just it's the Mazda and 5 don't only. call me yeah. again. <laughs> and to date, I will... I will still hold that if I ever find for under a thousand dollars a rusty Subaru Baja in reasonable condition with a manual transmission and a topper and a bull bar, I will buy it. And that will be the last week you will hear on Carpetrage. And it will get an LS swap because I've recently found out how cheap and easy to do they are. And that will still be the last week we do Carpetrage. <laughs> because I want a Ute. Anyway, um, go to Australia. Yeah. Now, this is the other thing. Because uh, I noticed you mentioned another vehicle that you're looking for presently. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, I, I snuck this in there because it's a hunt that I am currently on. Yes. And you said you can't do current hunts. But now that you did this, I'm going to talk about my current hunt as well. So anyway, continue. I legally can't have this car for another seven years, but I want my Renault Avant time. You guys have yes. heard me mention it many, many times. Yes, I will do. have you one. You want that and quite bad. that's going to be my longest search. Mm-hmm. That will be. So, there you go. So yeah, anyway, uh, Mazda 5 took me six years. To yeah, that's it. a long time. And the reason why it took me so long was... They're super rare. A, and most of them are rusty. Rare. Most of them are rusty, and I couldn't find one for under six thousand dollars for the majority of that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this car, I got my Mazda Five. I got for two thousand dollars because it's, cheap. it's so cheap. Because <laughs> I was an employee, and it was in the. I was an employee, long. and to this, the used car manager had no idea how long I'd been looking for one. I would have totally paid five grand for this thing. But um, well, it turns out you did with the maintenance. But yeah, I did. But um, <laughs> but I mean, I would have paid five grand plus maintenance sure, sure, for it. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, the, that would have been. He took fair. the cost of the struts out of it, the cost of the battery, the cost of some other weird things that didn't actually need to be done, and took all that off the price because that's what he was auctioning it for. He goes, "It's my reserve for the auction. You can just have it." I'm like, "All right, deal, done." Reserve is two grand. I bought it for two grand. <laughs> and then I, there, I was sitting there. I'm like, hey, I really don't want to clear out my checking account. And they're like, all right, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, can we finance? He goes, not for two grand. I'm like, how can we get this over? A, how can I get $1,000? And they're like, uh, get a bumper-to-bumper warranty for the entire length of the term of the loan. And I did. <laughs> and, and you used it. I used you it. You got a transmission got, out of I that. I did one thing. One thing one and and entire One thing on that car. Yeah, one and a half. Um, <laughs> one thing went wrong on that car the entire time. <laughs> and a half. The clutch went out, and then when I took it to, what is the name of that shop? I want to throw them under oh, the bus. It's, Automotion. Well, yeah, no, it's not Automotion. It's Autom- it's next to Automotion. It's called, like, PJ. It's right on the corner of... Piss drugs? It, no, it, it's on the corner of Excelsior, Excelsior in, in France. France. We and have it's maps. black and red... Terrible looking I think it's gas actually automation. Station. It's an automotion gas gas station. I don't but know. Anyway, it's like they it's terrible. I could I didn't have time to do a clutch because this is my main means of conveyance and it was February, and my roommate had his Colt in Excelsior the garage. here in what? France. France. My roommate had I'm his Colt in the garage and he was repairing rust in the floor. So like he literally had the car in the garage until April. Yeah. So there's no way I was gonna be able to get this fixed or use the Colt for my daily. Yeah. Uh, which like is what I, what I did previously. Um, yeah, it's Automotion Gas Station. Yeah, that one. So Automotion Gas Station and ATM. Yeah. So it has they, five stars on Google. Go give them a bad review. They um, <clears throat> when I when I do my clutch, I'm putting the top two transmission bolts. Ah, so transmission sat about two degrees off center, and what that did is that rubbed the clutch fork down all the way, and it wasn't fully releasing the clutch whenever I'd shift gears. Ah, so it's one of those things where it's like. I wouldn't feel it because I shift quickly. And your synchromesh is handling the slack. Mm-hmm. And, but it's eating 
all of the synchro mesh, and eventually it was just getting like clunkier and clunkier. At first, it was reverse. I remember you like you weren't using one of the gears in your mm-hmm. transmission. I was anymore. straight up not using third gear, yeah, because <clears throat> or no, I wasn't using second gear. I go first, third, fourth, fifth, because mm-hmm. second gear was so bad. It gave me so much anxiety. And so yeah, anyway, I can relate. I right before my um, bumper to bumper before warranty. my bumper bumper to bumper warranty went up with seven hundred miles left in the warranty, the the second gear totally went out. And I was able to get that warranted. It was great. Yeah, I'd so done... that's why we say one and a half, because the clutch. The clutch was like... Uh, Had the clutch been done correctly, it wouldn't have needed yeah. a transmission. It would not have needed a transmission, but it was all because of automation. So thanks a lot, automation. Terrible, terrible gas station. And clarify, this is it... automation gas station and ATM at 3901 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, 55416. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Nothing and but we brought shade. it up to them because we are like, hey, we don't want to make a big deal. We don't want you to refund us or anything. We just want you to know you did this job very poorly, and it blew up our transmission. Yeah, I'm like, I'm and not mad. But they're like. It's not one of those just, ever since you this, blank. This, this is the thing. What James about to say is why I'm throwing shade. Yeah. They said that he didn't know what he was talking about and that it wasn't their fault. Yep. And they didn't care. I wasn't even mad. I was just like, I was mentioning it to the guy that I knew that worked there. Um, wow. Yeah. And that's why I brought it there. So I to clarify, this is Automotion <laughs> Gas Station and ATM at 3901 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, 55416. And they suck ass. Yes, they do. Cool. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, now i And I've it got... took way too long to get the clutch job. It really did. You had you were using uh, uh, Good Karma loaners for yeah, like... for a long time. A long yeah. time. Several well, just, that was That was a transmission, actually. Because I had to go back and forth with the warranty company, but it also cost me literally nothing. Because it was able to work right. in the cost of the deductible, which was $100. Yeah, and you were able into to Into my employee cost that I did not tell them about. <laughs> so they yeah, because you were able to for, get it done at good car. Yeah, they paid for my deductible. So. <clears throat> Very nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, so going on to what my current search is that's <laughs> taken so long. Yes. I'm looking for a manual Toyota Corona sedan with the column shift four speed. Good lord. It is so hard to find. I am shocked by and that. This is the issue, is because the automatic transmission is so much more popular. Because it was said no one ever. It was surprisingly good. It was what it was, it was it was a power glide. It was a two speed power glide sized down to fit into a Toyota. Okay. So it's actually a very, very extremely good transmission that actually can hold power. Um, so that's why they were so popular, is they were such a perfect transmission for the car. I really want, I love column shift manuals, mm-hmm. and this is a performance column shift, column shift manual, and that's why I'm looking for And I only want it in the sedan, and usually I like the coupe more than the sedan. Wrong. Yeah, I know. But the sedan on the Toyota Corona looks infinitely better to me because it's just got it's the perf- the portions are perfect. I think what it. you should do is just buy a two CV. Mm-hmm. I do want one of those as well, but that's one of those cars that Jana wants. Is why I don't have an FJ Cruiser because Jana really wants one. I don't want to be. A I would actually style. recommend you don't buy one of those, but you should buy a, a two I w- CV. I don't want an FJ Cruiser. I want the Lexus version. Yeah, but that I also point. mentioned I wanted a manual version. Uh, she she means the GX. Those are auto yeah. only. I know, but <clears throat> two CV. Yeah. Anyway. So, look, so I'm good. still looking for a manual Toyota Corona sedan, RT40, no rust, needs to be a reasonable price. That's another issue with these is nobody that owns one is capable of using the internet and actually correctly saying what transmission is in the car. So I have to look at pictures and then mm-hmm. three quarters of the time I ask them to take a picture of the instrument of the instrument cluster so I can see if it has a little prindle on the column <clears> and 
three quarters of the time it has that printle. My. They also want ridiculous prices for them. Longest car search is because I just don't have money for car. That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. But I've been looking for when I I have found two of them with the correct transmission, and they've both been over ten thousand dollars. It's not worth it because that car should not cost a penny more than five grand. Correct. Yeah, it is. Oh, just because it's I rare like doesn't it. necessarily mean it's valuable. Yes. I, I do want to quickly plug a business that we have no affiliation with, uh, and hopefully it loads. This is not boating well. Three pedal. Uh, What's the name? Three pedal classifieds. Oh, it's three hyphen pedal dot com. They really should buy three pedal now. They really they should because apparently that website's not doing much. Uh, this website, please, if you're going to list a good manual vehicle, use them. Um, in addition, everyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like this place, if you are caught listing and non-manual, you are banned Perfect. for Perfect. life. This is it is it. manual transmission only classifieds. It's 3-pedal.com. No affiliation. We don't get any kickbacks from these guys, but please use them. Uh, because a site like this is literally what I... like. It's like, if I could do anything on the internet, yeah. it would be make this site. Because... We have all dealt with trying to find a My manual. Corona. Yeah. The the mercy, every everything, mm. everything. Yeah. everything it's a Mr. Wags. Ninety five percent of the listings are manual. It's good a manual shift mode on the automatic. I'm, I'm like, also yeah. I'm also with Corona people. And my, stand, my, and my standing in the ch- classic Japanese car community, I'm <sighs> not against telling them about their entire life if they miss. Like I think everybody that has the automatic Corona at this point. Has had their posting flagged in an angry personal t- like message from me. Good. I want them to come at, have be come at by with their life. Yes. The, yeah. Like Batman. Yes. That type That's of deal. What I am like. Oh yeah. When Good. I was looking at oh, Fiat's just for funsies because I want a completely different Fiat than Ryan. I want the hmm. like pistachio green with the convertible top. Pistachio because, green sea lounge. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so um, with with a tan convertible top and. Every time I look for them, I do not, I never check off like, oh, manual car only or automatic. I like, it doesn't do anything. literally no. don't ever do that. And I look at the pictures. And if there isn't a picture, exit out of it. You're more likely to get a pop with a manual than you yeah. are to get a lounge. Yeah. Lounge manuals are so rare. Yeah. It's very difficult. But that and then also the Jeep Renegades. Because yep. a lot of them are marked as manual when they're not. And that's like, easier because wow. you can search by engine displacement. Because all the manuals are the 1.4s and all the autos are 2.4s. That's a very good point. That's a top so, tip. If you see a 2.4, you know it's an auto. That's a very top tip. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to briefly touch on the Peterson Automotive Museum in California. Yes. Which is an excellent yes. place mm-hmm. that you guys have been to. I have not. You need to. I will go. Um, when but you the, don't schedule a week before ours. Yep, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up having a great time meeting some of my best automotive friends that way, but... Uh, Anyway, they are now offering a two and a half hour virtual tour of their museum for free online, and I hopefully will remember to post something about this. This is the best two hours they'll spend since Metallica's Black Album. False, because Black Album sucked. Sorry. Yeah, but this is the drive, which gross. But the the Peterson's really good, and you should absolutely set aside a couple hours of your weekend and watch this. With my archaeological connections, we did meet the curator of yeah. this museum. I bet they're a fascinating and individual. he yeah. is, oh my god. Lindsay's he, pretty cool. 
He oh, he was on of, uh, Smoking Tire. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, a really, he's really cool dude. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And I told him because like part of the reason why I'm in archaeology and anthropology is because I want to go into museum studies. And he gave Ryan his business card. And I think I cried. Like, <laughs> I had to like run it. away because I was like so excited because this museum is so pristi- prestigious. There is stuff there that... I guarantee you're not familiar with and will blow your mind. Yeah, and like... I, and the vault is just... One second. I find things there. <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> Which is just a pile of functional autism. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know calculus. All I know is weird cars. I told him he was not allowed to talk the entire time we were there. Oh, it was very difficult. I was red in the fist. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not even going to scroll through the photos because like yeah, I'm going to need to... I'm going to watch this tonight. Yeah, you got to, and then, you know, when we can be in person again, that is a place you have to go. I feel like we should go to JCCS, like, after 2020, Um, you know, just so we can see our friends and everything, and you can come with, too, and then you can go to the Peterson, because that's in Long Beach, and Peterson's in L.A., yeah. So it's like the same area. It's not like going to Monterey Car Week and then you have to drive three hours. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a three hour drive across town. That's fine. And we can all stay at uh, Sharon's house. Yeah. Oh my God. Sharon. Yeah. Sharon, Sharon would love you. Perfect. Yeah. Sharon. Yeah. Is Sharon Ray or Sharon Katz? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. She does. I'm, I'm game. I'm game. Sharon, Sharon's great. So Sharon's. She the didn't have that, cats when we were there, but she. I will find a humane society cats. and take my rental car. To so Sharon, Sharon's fantastic because she um she called out my dad about saying he was allergic to cats. Where, uh, I'm not sure if I told you this. No. My dad lived a lived a life well, of actually, fraud for 30 years. Yes, I, I remember a story about yeah. somebody calling him out, but I don't know any so details. That, that, was, that was Sharon. Okay. It was my grandma's sister. Ah, um, this Sharon sounds like a dynamite. Yeah, amazing. So you know my grandma's a harlot. Um, sure do. <laughs> and sh- <laughs> you're like personal. Experience. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So sh- Sharon is her sister, and Sharon can uh, Sharon actually verified a lot of the stories yeah. I've told Jana, um, <laughs> and which is great because I love it when a family member verifies a ridiculous story I tell, and Jana's that's not that's real. especially one in that kind of context. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, Sharon's a great person. You'd love her, but. Um, yeah, so she and Ray have a house in Irvine, and it's not too far away from Long Beach. But uh, yeah, no, they have an extra spare guest room that you that you could have. Fabulous. And, yeah, we have one as well. Hopefully, it's full of cats. Uh, I they do. They have, have lots of cat sculptures. They, yes. Their cat had just died, so we yeah, they their cat. I'm had sure just they died, will but, have replaced well, it by you, now. Because uh, Chad had his cat in the uh, mother-in-law's house. No, that was a dog that looked like a cat. Okay, that's a yeah. corgi is acceptable. Yeah, it was it was a corgi. So. Corgo, but anyway, Corgo is acceptable. Yes. They do butt raises. But anyway, you would um, you would appreciate going to JCCS. It'd be very fun. I think you would get a kick out of it. It's people always hyped it up like back to the fifties. I'm like, it was not. It no, was just a very was, good small car show. Like, it was all nothing. It was. <laughs> it was hilarious. We were like, this is not a very big. It is show. a small show. Get... For some godforsaken reason, we have a couple of just really good have, national yeah. global level shows here. So JCCS is about as big as modest. Okay. Here. So it's like a reasonably sized show. But I'm sure everything is just like everything it, it's as good of quality <clears throat> as modest. Sure. And it, but the thing is it's limited to twenty five years old and older Japanese vehicles. So sure. it makes it very cool and there's a lot of OEM representations like Han cool. brings out like their Mugen CRX that they have like stored away in their vault, of and they like do. yeah, and it's like and Subaru brings out like the FF1 and just like weird things. Right. Um, well, I gotta go get my nails fixed. Right. It's Bye. nails say, did, Jana. Well, they're say, broken. Say, they say, say hello <laughs> to Becky. Ask ask Becky if she wants to sponsor uh, Ovalbore because Eric needs no, his nails. No, because she is not making money right now. She is losing it. Yeah. 
She she needs help. Go to Revere. Is that the name of it? Yeah, Revere Nail Bar in Chaska. Minnesota. Becky and her mom. Own yeah, it. Becky Trung. She's, She's like the best nail artist ever. She is. She's really great. And I have horrible hands. Yeah. Yep. So Becky can fix that. I'm not going for a manicure, but I wish them the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, turn off Janet's microphone before I forget. Okay. So anyway, um, moving forward. Speaking of yes. Los Angeles, uh-huh. I want to talk about Los Angeles-based cartooner. Uh, his name is Ryan Baseri. Uh, he goes by the name Rywire because he. Oh, I've heard of Rywire. Yeah, yeah. They, they start out in the Honda world doing really good uh, tucked wiring harnesses and everything, yep. and now he does full car builds and it's expanded much further than I would have ever imagined he was at. But um, he was working with Turn 14 Distribution, which is the largest aftermarket parts distribution for imports in the United States. Depending on the day, they're like tied with Motivicity, but honestly, Turn 14 has more crap. Um, but Rywire and Turn 14 got together and he did a Tesla powered S2000 build. Cool. Very cool. It's got a custom front end. I believe that's a, uh, a S2000 CR front lip. But if you go to Rywire's Instagram page, just click on Rywire Motorsport, um, he actually has other pictures of the front end of the car uh, where he put on like oh, a wow. Tesla, or not a Tesla. Yeah, it, it looks like a Model 3. Yeah, it's like a Model 3 front Oh, yeah, end. you're right. It has it, it EQC. Like, yeah, EQC, yeah. So it's got really, uh, a really cool kind of EV front end. It's very happy. It's very happy. Uh, and Turn 14 put together. I'm really excited to see a lot of these aftermarket people yep, get together. Tesla performance drive yep. line for sure. Uh, it's really cool to see these, perform- these aftermarket people get together and build EVs now. Because actually his... We said this a year ago. The future of modified cars is, is electric. Is EVs, yeah. Uh, and so he actually previously built a very cool Integra. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see it. But it was a sequential manual transmission. This? Uh, no, that's the EV. S two thousand still, uh, oh well, you can't see it. But anyway, yeah, he did do a very cool S two thousand or a very cool Integra a couple of years ago. I think it was the first Honda ever to like get like top honors at SEMA, hmm. like the first one ever. And so he's very very good at what he does. And so yeah, I fully expect that this S two thousand EV would be every bit as good as a um, I really like as the actual. Wheels, uh, Tesla, on yeah, the and the the cool like full <clears throat> dish wheel. That he There's made. smoothies with like a an acrylic cutout. I like that he also the old dot kind of thing he did. He also moved out. He did a vinyl on the side of the car that matches that. Mm-hmm. So really, what this is, is it's an S2000 build, like a traditional S2000 build with like and, 600 horsepower. Yeah, like 600 horsepower, and then he takes the EV stuff and puts it together and actually meshes it really well into a build that. EV fans and Honda fans would both like just as much. Nobody's made a good EV Roadster yet, so there you go. Ba bam! Yeah, Rywire. There you go. That's the best EV Roadster. Solved the issue. Yeah, it's a Tesla performance <laughs> pack into S two thousand. The best of both worlds, and honestly, probably doesn't weigh all that much more than. It probably doesn't. I didn't actually see. Well, it's Instagram, so it didn't have the the captions. But I don't know how many kilowatt hours of battery it is. But when you have something that light and that aerodynamic, you don't actually need that much battery to make yeah. it really, really good. Also, knowing Rywire, he also probably did a lot of carbon fiber. He probably did very minimal, like fiberglass work. Well, the beauty of the S two thousand is like all that stuff's available too. So like the when I say I'm like such a fan of Rywire. The way he builds stuff is when you pull the carpet back on his builds, like if he has a carpet in his car, you pull it back, and behind the carpet will still be, like, So it's like an Apple product. Yeah. Where you open it up, and, like, why the hell did they put a beautifully 
etched piece of stainless Seriously. steel in there with a logo. Nobody will ever see that. Like, like, well, they might. No, it, it's like, so he had, uh, I remember a, a long time ago, I think he built, yes, no, that's Chase Base. That is he Seriously. more or less attention to detail focused than BC? He is the electronics equivalent of Busy Moto. Big yikes. Yeah. So in a good way. This is what I'm talking about. Like, <clears throat> if you pull the carpet back on that car, all the wires are probably run like side by side and clipped down perfectly. Yeah. Like he probably does like wire porn with his wires. Like very, very cool. Um, Eric is furiously uh, pleasuring himself <laughs> to that thought. But yeah, if you ever if I'm, you have if you've never heard now, if so. you've never heard of Ryan Basseri and Rywire, absolutely go check him out. The coolest company. And he also does like his actual wiring harnesses he makes mm-hmm. are all very, very high quality. Um, to the he point probably cares about the details. Clearly, he so. makes sure like so. You're with his Honda wiring harnesses. Mm-hmm. He would make sure that his wiring colors are the same as the factory Honda wiring colors. Jesus Christ! For an aftermarket wiring harness, <laughs> like I bet it, that's fun to order because he probably uses like silver coated copper wiring. And yeah, it's like seven. It's like seven hundred dollars for a wiring yeah. harness, but worth it. Hundred percent worth it. I would. As somebody who has built harnesses. a high-quality wiring harness for an engine that cost that much, yes. just go buy it from somebody that does Seriously. it well. Yeah. Because it will cost you the same money. Yeah, it's worth it. The and amount of money he's making is nil. He was also uh, really um, instrumental in making mil-spec wiring harnesses, mm-hmm. the big thing in the aftermarket mm-hmm. world, because it was really Rywire in the Honda community in about 2008 mm-hmm. that really started doing that before anybody else did. So and he's, after, he's, he's Brian May. He's kind of like Brian May, yeah. He's like, Brian May, Ryan Baseri, Busy Izahoa. Those three a in a collab. room together. I, w- I want to see. I would like to. see. We should bring Brian May. I would like to see a. Uh, oh my a panel god! Between those three. <laughs> when when we go to, you, we should bring Brian May. <laughs> we really should. That'd be great. I could probably see if. Um, oh my god! Because yeah, Ryan Baseri is from LA. I'm not sure if he. I haven't seen him at JCCS. I we, have. We could make a road trip. I've seen Big Mike. So I could probably reach out to Big Mike and see if he could get Ryan Baseri to come. This and is we, a tangent, we, but we it might would be, actually be able to make it that. It would be immense. I think I could actually make that happen in real life. Uh, let's bring some bag chairs because <laughs> it's going to be a multi-hour ordeal. We could probably do that. I think that'd be awesome to oh do God. it. Just like an hour, like a, just like set a timer and just do like a one-hour conversation between those three talking. They about would all strategy. perceive that time as five minutes. Yeah, they they just introduce themselves. <laughs> Anyway, so beautifully produced EV, immaculate S2000. Let's talk about something a little bit more backyard. Okay. And it involves... Which is not going to be beautiful. A car for the people. In a, in a kind of boomer sort of way. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a Yugo GV. Great value. Yes, I like Yugos. But instead of the original one liter powertrain, this has twin 500 cube Cadillac V8s That's more than a in liter. It. That's a lot more than a liter. It makes yeah, these each one of these engines is like eight point nine liters and it don't worry, it makes a whopping nine hundred horsepower altogether through <laughs> a pair <laughs> a pair of three speed automatic transmissions. I feel like you could just take <clears throat> like there has to be a better way to make that power. <laughs> there is, but like look at the body on this. Like it's a wide body I just think you go like, with like C five Z O six wheels on it or something. Those wheels are horrible on that car. They're fine wheels, but they don't fit know, the car. But I like it. I like this car, and it's, it's currently for sale cool. on Craigslist for twenty five thousand five hundred. How long that front end is? 
it looks totally wrong. But the fact that I'm like, not gonna lie, somebody did a wide body, like if you if you took can out the power just, trains, can I just can I just like say something about how actually beautiful the Yugo is as a car, mm-hmm. like. Not like mechanics put aside. If you just saw the car, it didn't have a brand attached to it. Mm-hmm. That's a legitimately beautiful looking car. It's because it's a Jaro design. Of course, well, it's yeah, beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's a poorly photocopied Italian design. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I saw a meme about Jaro the other day, and oh, it really? was like he was like pitching some design, and then he had like a, a panelist ask a question. I'm like, well, what if he had used like a, a more fluid or circular shape here? I'm like. Yes, There's, but that's impossible, or something like you can't that. Can't make that with a ruler. <laughs> I have seen that. Yeah, it's a really good meme. Um, <laughs> Carbitrage, the podcast where we describe memes. Uh, Carbitrage memory. by Shajaro. <laughs> yeah, memes by memory. <laughs> but anyway, I, I had to include this because um, although I would no. never buy it, and he's asking way too much, and yeah, they are C4. Are they they autocrossed it. They, they autocrossed terribly. it, good guys. But I'm not clicking on it. I don't want. I don't care to know. But, like, it, it does look cool. That's the coolest you like, go. Ever. If you ripped out both the 500 cube CADs and you put in two Tesla Performance drive lines, just think this. of how. All right, so you could take that engine out of the back and just put one good engine in the front. And have so it just go. leave the front engine? Yeah, no, no, just take the engine out and put a good oh, engine. Oh, put a K24 in. in the front? I was thinking more because of the length. I wonder if you could take a Ferrari 400i drivetrain. You. Well, with enough motivation, absolutely. Without having to extend the bodywork, I think you could. I mean, you'd be able to keep the dashboard, but you're gonna have a bad seating position. I would, I would want to see this with a Ferrari 400i drivetrain. Like, I don't even care if it's got a manual in it. Like, if it's an automatic, whatever. Because the Ferrari 400i, nobody cares. That but, that is true. Well, people care more now than they used to. But yeah, still nobody. I'm very cares. irritated by that, by the way. Yeah, well, but, I, um, <laughs> it's fine. I, I was watching one of the Chris Harris segments, and I'm like talking about this 400i he bought one that had like an engine fire so he just went and bought another one that was sitting in like a barn in the midlands for like six thousand quid or something i'm like this was in the 90s yeah like they were literally worth less than ten thousand dollars they were worthless yeah really really worthless. this is the thing is like people like people shit on ferrari 400i's i actually they're one of my favorite ferraris like they're up there because i think that's actually a very beautifully designed gt car like they do every four-seat Ferrari thing where they, they come out people like them and then they look like, a year later off. it just falls to the ground and they stay there for like 30 years and then they come back like these are actually pretty good yeah like <laughs> it's actually it's a very pretty car like nobody else would ever listen to me when I said the that four like, five six is still in there the six one two Scalietti is still in there like so if you want to buy it, there's still cheap good Ferraris that and then you said yes. four-seater and that's the thing is like People are like, well, yeah, the automatic does. Well, the automatic does objectively suck, but if you get a manual 400i, yeah, you get a very, very good car for very little money, and it's actually livable. And if you buy an auto, they're still cheap, so you can just make an adapter. I know yeah. I say that like it's easy, and I I've been working for five years to try to make one. But when this is also the thing is you don't really have to make an adapter because you're still using a Ferrari. Right, it's, I think it's a Colombo block or whatever. You yeah, just have to find it's oh, a transmission. It's it's a V12. Yeah, Colombo V12. Yeah, Colombo V12. You just need to find a transmission, which I know sounds horrible, but... They're all real expensive. It's yeah. a lot more than custom-fitting a T5 or a T56 but onto the back. But this is the thing, though, is if you look at an automatic that's you know not great, mm-hmm. you, probably, you will probably come out on top at the end of it. Yeah, you will, yeah. but you also have to then own an automatic 400i. 
But when you fix it, though, I mean, like when you fix it by finding an automatic or a manual transmission, you'll probably it'll take you a little bit of time, but you'll you will. probably be able to come out on top. You would have done better had you not swapped it, though. Hmm. Well, yeah, probably because of how expensive those transmissions are. Yes, that's a good point. But anyway, the 400i, very underrated car. You could make a 400i Yugo. Now, speaking of Giorgetta designed cars, um, I want to. We last week. Or a week before last, we spotlighted in a Zuzu. We did because they're good. They're quite good. And I want to keep this going until Burger tells until Burger tells me to stop and threatens in the podcast. Um, that will only be if you buy a Baja or maybe a few other terrible, select things. Terrible vehicles. Um, there are very few vehicles I would end a decades long friendship over. <laughs> a Baja is one there. of them. <laughs> um, so now spotlighting is Zuzu's. Um, I want to talk about the 117 Coupe, which is actually a Giorgetto design. It kind of looks a lot like a Fiat Dino. I was going to say it looks like a budget Maserati. Yeah, it's well, kind of the same era. And it's it was got magnesium des- wheels. It was designed to actually compete with those because the original Series 1 Zuzu 117 is actually hand built. Wow. And then they did the Series 1.5 where they kept it looking more or less the same, but they went to mass production. But what it was doing is, so Nissan came out with the original Silvia, and Toyota had the 2000 GT, which are both hand-built. Uh, and then so Isuzu decided they wanted to compete with that because they had been making the Bella t- uh, GTR, which is kind of like a Nissan Skyline GTR competitor. Okay. Um, and so they came out with their own luxury GT, which was the 117. Uh, made by hand, Giorgio designed, absolutely gorgeous car. Uh, wood trim, each car had a specific tree that all the wood pieces came from ah so it's like a rolls royce and the the hide yeah like everything so yeah yeah, when they made the car they'd cut down the tree in taiwan Mm -hmm. bring it to zuzu zuzu would make all the wood bits out of it and then would give the rest of it to somebody else to make other things out of a homeless person presumably but they would actually make all these bits out of it very very cool um but 1970 it got so japanese yeah no right but 1970 it got even better (laughs) Because it had a beautiful dual cam 1.6 liter uh, inline four. Yes. And in 1970, it had Bosch EFI. Wow. That would have been DJtronic. Yeah. Oh, my God. In 19- no, that's pre-Jetronic. No. It, it, would, it was the very one of the very first cars of DJtronic. That's DJet. Yeah, so 72 was the first year of DJet, I thought. No, 70. 70? Yeah. I they predated BMW. <laughs> well, yeah, BMW, yes, that's true. Uh, but Mercedes, oddly, even though they kept mechanical fuel injection longer than anyone else, I ha- I have a D-Jet computer. Oh, weird. I'm, From when? Uh, Does it have transistors? Or? It must have transistors. It's this big. Oh, my God. So, it's massive. I don't know, but I, bu- I bought M117 D-Jet stuff because when I was originally converting my mechanical injection 117 to EFI, I'm like... That's great. I can use the injectors and the fuel rails. So I ordered it blind. I found some salvage yard in like uh, Louisiana that had a car. I'm like, just give me the fuel injectors and like everything that controls it. And they did. Uh, But they were all, I couldn't use any of it. They were low impedance injectors, but the the computer, I think it was mounted on the firewall and it was the size of a small briefcase. Oh my God. (laughs) So this would have had that. Yeah. And it, it, it worked. So, yeah, the, so this had EFI in 1970. They actually kept this going. It's one of those cars where um, the 117's a great car, and a lot of people love them, but in the Japanese classic car community, it's kind of considered like a boomer car, kind of like a C3 Corvette, uh, just because it was, it was kept in production for too long. Okay. Because this was in production 
between the 1960s. But like a series one would yeah, be. Yeah, a series one and a series one, like one and a half. Because like those a are fine. first year big block C3 is kind of a cool car. Yeah, and this is a very cool car. Like, it's not a bad car. Um, but you have to understand, they also kept this in production <laughs> up until they made the Piazza. In okay. the 1980s. Yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> Made it for a long time. And we're, we're not talking like Nissan Sentra, under licensed South America type of production. No. We're talking, they're still making they it. They actually made it. Like, from 19, like, I think it was like 1968 until, like, 1980. Like, they made it for a really long time. You do realize that's the same amount of time that they made the Series 2 Fiat 500, right? And the C3 Corvette. Almost the, almost, I'm sorry, the C3 Corvette lasts until 82. Yep. This is two years away from being a Japanese C3 Corvette. Except this actually handled spectacularly. It was an amazing car. Engine. has twice as many camshafts, so it, it's, it's twice as good. It's unbelievably good. And they are such a good bargain right now. You can get one. Are they better than a Fulvia? They are the Japanese equivalent of a Fulvia for bargain. Wow. For the, so you're I'm talking not... like a really nice one for sub 10? Yeah. If oh you, could get, you can get a Series 2 <laughs> for under 10 grand. Nah, I want a Series 1. For a Series 1... 17 for like so mint. That's pretty close because a really nice Fulvia is 14. You could, you could probably get the world's greatest 117 and crack into the 20s. Hmm. So if you actually look up like look up like a, like a Series 2 Zuzu 117. Do you realize quick. what sort of keyboard I have in front of me, Ryan? Mm, one second. Let me, look, let me see if I can look at Oh, God. My, my mouse is plugged up. Can you just click Control T? See if it will happen. <sighs> Because I, I want I want to see how similar they are. It's literally a front end difference. Um, in Mark Two, like Series Two, and then images. Well, that's the Mark One. But there we go. That nineteen eighty. Okay, so square headlights. All they did was square headlights. Let's see if this actually works. But no, I know I did a web browser update. Oh, perfect. We're back. Yeah, it's literally just a different front end, and it looks Fender good. Bears. It looks so good still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is, like, it's a piece of plastic that you can find in Japan. It's fine. If the car itself is the same, yeah. The car is otherwise the same. They didn't change anything because they never exported it. This just the, the series one reminds me of like a an, uh, a late Corvair that yeah. somebody put the engine in the correct spot. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. And then put, car. like, Maserati wheels on it. Yeah, it's such a gorgeous car. And people sleep on them. And so I'm saying, like, everybody needs to pay, like, 800% more attention to Isuzu because this is the most underrated company of all time. They've not made a bad car. Made. Is it bad that, like, I know this is and would treat me much better than a Fulvia, but I would 100% have a Fulvia over this? Mm. Well, that's the thing. Even though like, the Fulvia is wrong-wheel drive and it will break constantly. I would... I, 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 there's an argument that can be made for both because the Volvia is more well known as a rally car. So there's a reason people want it. Like I understand why people want the and Volvia. And it's so stupid. It's a V4 front wheel drive Italian yeah, car from so the sixties. Like you would have to be mental to buy one. Yeah, of no, those. it's a stupid purchase. Whereas this is like entirely a reasonable good hey, car. I'm going to take my 1960s as soon as you do a car show today and nothing weird happened. Yeah, seriously. Like, and also, like, I mean, if you compare this to, like, a 1970 Fiat Dino, there, I honestly think that Giorgetto designed this for Zuzu, mm -hmm. and then Fiat's like, hey, were you going to send us that design you told us about, like, a couple months ago? And he goes, oh, shit. Uh, he yes, just, uh, it is okay. And he just pulled it out of the envelope, threw it in his photocopier, gave them the photocopy, and gave the copy to Zuzu, and they're like, here you go. Nobody else is making it, promise. <laughs> Complete the original design. <laughs> Complete the original design. <laughs> 
Exactly. Zajaro. Uh, uh, leather interior. I mean, like, God, there's nothing not to like about this car. It's so good and it's so cheap. It is just, this is, if you're looking for a early 70s GT car. Which I'm not. But, I mean, like, if you're looking for a Dino or a Fulvia or something like that, get a 117. Save yourself 10 grand and enjoy it so much more. It's just so much better. So, yeah, that's my little plug on Isuzu, spotlighting Isuzus and some of their great cars. And I think I'm that one it. I was able to do rather quickly. That's fine. I think just more people need to pay attention to Isuzu. They're great. It's just like, I mean, modern Toyota. We were waiting for more than a decade for them to just get their head out of their ass, and now yeah. they're they're great. Yeah. And we, we covered this two episodes ago with the GR Yaris, and it's like they went from making nothing that I would even bat an eye at to mm. making the most aspirational production car on the market today. Well, I think like... Uh, what Overnight. I, what I like about Zuzu is like they don't make their cars to make money. It's yeah, never been profit. It, like it, their cars have never been like their money maker. Their money maker has always been their trucks. Yeah. The Elf and stuff like that. The NPR. The NPR. Yeah, like those are their money makers. So whenever they make... Whenever they... Sorry make a car not captive import a car ah. yes very important that you specify <laughs> that um i was gonna say the the suzu ascender wasn't all that great which but. is captive imports <laughs> <laughs> like the suzu oasis was actually uh, good because that's an odyssey yeah. but i mean like it's better than trailblazer they, they can make they, they can make some trash but um yeah no when they i i agree when they make a car and it's theirs it's very good like the impulse it, and yeah because they're doing that because they're like you know what this is going to be a passion project like, that's what every car they've ever made is. I still a want a Viacross. One of my most, like, currently I want vehicles is an Isuzu. If you can find me a car where the VIN says production by Isuzu on it, I will buy it, regardless of what it is. I cannot think of an Isuzu made by Isuzu that I don't want that is a car. Anyway, <laughs> we have one more topic left. Let's briefly touch on this. But the, I was finishing out my episode notes today. Yes. And my phone's reminder application went off. Hmm. At some point in the last two weeks, as I was driving, I asked the voice assistant to my phone to remind me when I knew I was going to be doing podcast <laughs> shit today to add this topic. And I'm glad I did. So I want to ask you, Ryan, and yes. I will answer this afterward, but what is the most recent, the latest model vehicle that you see on the road the most in the worst condition? So I'm talking cars that are still under finance, that have been hit hard or some shit like that and are driving in a broken condition on the road. Mopar. Just all Mopar? Everyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was originally going to say, well, I guess the Dodge Journey. Well, I've seen, actually, I think I've seen more crappy Chargers than I have Dodge Journeys that are in crappy condition. Like, actually, but the Challengers, st- like, per capita, I see a lot of shitbox Challengers, too. V6 early Challengers? Like, there just, isn't a good condition one anymore. No, they aren't. They're all trash. And it's like, and then I was like thinking more about it. I'm like, and I'm like, actually, their front-wheel drive car sucks. Like, all the Dodge Darts are owned by people in trailer parks. Like, every car they Oh, like, that's a good answer. I forgot about those. The Dart was Most of like, those are clapped. Like, they're all clapped out. And then I'm like, well, the Pacifica's actually weirdly okay. The Pacifica... Well, the new one. The newest Pacifica. But, I mean, it's, when we were talking about late model. Like, the original yeah. Pacifica's not late model. Well, you're right. I mean, those are those are all gone now. But now that I'm... Th- but when I started writing that, I started thinking about more cars that are just in terrible condition. So, um specifically hyundai sonatas mm-hmm. every time i see one there's always like something that's broken on them for me it's like it's it's as minimal as like all of the taillight bulbs are bad 
Yeah. And then usually there's a broken lens. The bumper cover's missing. There's a, a door caved in. Yeah, there's a caved in door. There's a broken mirror. There's Micro some, spare. Yeah, there's always some like, garbage happening on Hyundai Sonatas. Um, also Sienna's, just because Sienna's are workhorses. It's always a base model Sienna. And the Somali people just drive them into the ground. They do. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it's a it's a base model Sienna that was an ex taxi cab that. Yep. Oh, is, they didn't has, they didn't buy it undamaged. No, they the bought car- it broken. And no, you went, honestly, <laughs> the car mechanically is probably in reasonable condition. Yeah, they do um, change. The, I mean, yeah, the, like they change the oil and it, stuff. It's, it's probably in reasonable condition. But if you look at the mileage on it, it probably starts with a seven and like has six digits. Um, the engine will survive the rest of the vehicle. Yeah, no, it will, will not. not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm also gonna throw Subaru Impreza's in it because yeah. every single person that owns one. Those are all on finance. They're all on finance, and it's always owned by like the most granola person in the world that doesn't give a shit about their car. And they're like, I don't understand why my car keeps breaking down. It's like you don't do anything to maintain it. Like you do literally nothing. Like. <laughs> You spend as much money maintaining your bicycle as you do your car. Your bike's wonderful, but your car's and the an car absolute turd. Like your car is not gonna. You're gonna be using your bicycle in winter. <laughs> That's how your car exists, so you don't have to use it in winter. Now, because you don't take care of your car, you're gonna be riding your bike in winter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that transportation is not intended for that use case. I'm also gonna say, I, in the process of my answer, Nissan's. Nissan's are just Japanese Mopars. That's all they are. The the X rental Altimas and yeah. stuff like that. Altimas I don't see those in terrible condition, but I see those are really bad. poorly modified. Yeah, Altimas are always poorly modified. I don't get what, what nobody ever said. Well, Altimas were cool, and I don't understand the Altima community thinking that they're cool because nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever like featured an Altima in shit, and nobody's ever gone like, you know, what's a good car in Altima, like. Like, you Nobody. know what the newest, cheapest thing is that I could buy, potentially, and drive? An Altima. Wait, I, there's nobody in the history of time. Like, so I can understand, like, modifying some cars. Like, Geo Metros, I get modifying those. There's a reason, because, like, they've been modified for a while. They're like, Gen Toyota Camrys. I get that. Well, no, uh, Metro, not Prism. Um, no, no, no. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third presenting gen, an yeah, alternative. Yeah, like, an al- alternative is a third-gen Toyota Camry. I get it, because that was a pretty powerful V6 car with a manual available that, pretty yeah. early on. Yeah. And you got stuck with it. And it's like, they, Bomax made a body kit for it. Like, yeah. I get that. But like the Ultima, nobody's ever made a body kit for it. Well. Nobody's done shit for the Ultima. Well. No, they haven't. <laughs> They're always fitted from something else. They make dual exhaust, custom loud exhausts for new 2.5 CVT Altimas. They don't people make those. They cut the mufflers off and they weld them in nope. a thing. This was an, I, I guarantee it was an off-the-shelf eBay full exhaust for a 2.5 Altima CVT. Yeah, just the Altima community as a whole. Like, I just don't understand that. Like, nobody... But I don't think that falls under the worst condition. They're just the worst no, modified cars. They're the worst modified, but the Nissan Versa... I've it, never seen one of those clap before. I've never seen one in good condition. Everyone I've ever actually look at them because if you look at them, they probably mm-hmm. at they're all at missing 50, wheel covers. At fifty feet, they probably look okay. But then you look at it and you're like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Why is there? Why are there eight different shades of silver on this car? I I'm gonna disagree <laughs> on the Versa because whenever I see one, uh, I guess I it's because I drive I drive past Cedar Riverside twice a day. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. Ago. I mean, my answers come from where I live. Yeah. And so mine's from where I live. So you pay patrons. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Why don't you tell us? What is the I'd be curious. In your seen? area, yeah, what, what is the, the, the newest, most abused car you see all the like, time? It's not like saying a W-body 
GM products. No, those, those are, are all the, shit. Yeah, they're all clapped. But they're also they're, twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're in an acceptable age of being clapped out. Like yeah, they're they're in the same condition they were in two thousand three. Yeah, like they were like the W body Monte Carlo, like that was the predecessor to the modern day like charger of yeah. being just clapped out and yep. not cared for. That and like the Grand Prix of the day and stuff like that. That's oh, all the same every, car. Every, every time I think of a Grand Prix, I cannot think of a Grand Prix where the rear suspension is positively raked or at equal ride height to the front of the well, car. That's because there's always three people in the back seat of those two. All, or if there's not, the rear springs are broken. Like, and the oh, like are a, out. a Taurus, a 2000 Taurus. God. Apparently those have like the worst rear springs ever to replace. Probably are. So. Nah. Um, so my answers are very similar to yours, and I actually keyed them in ahead of time so uh 2012 plus sonata okay i also want to add the kia i forgot the name of it but the optima i think yes the same thing yeah the sonata i also see those in terrible condition the dodge journey the chrysler 200 the second gen ford fusion oh god the ford fusion i've never seen ford fusion i cannot think of a ford fusion without gross dirty windows yeah, they're, like windows they're are all... just lined with cigarette smoke. I can only think, I can only imagine them with li- the cigarette smoke. Third lines. gens, I don't think we'll get there because all the transmissions blow up and they get scrapped before yeah. the ghetto people get them. And the first gen, well, I wouldn't even say ghetto because this <clears> is the thing: is there's like hood people that still have like some level of class. We're just talking the tasteless, trashy people. I'm gonna call like, that ghetto. Whatever. No, well, there's like there's like two different things because you've like you got like hood like. Chief Keef, where you still have a positive, like a positive benefit to society, and then you just have people that are like from Blaine, that are just gross. Not from a ghetto. They're just gross. I could see the Ford Fusion being owned by a productive member of society, but their significant other is the trash, and they're, and they're the probably one that from Blaine. The car. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then Dodge Charger, and this is one that I think you completely overlooked, but the. 164 series. Is that the first gen ML? 0506? No, second gen. Oh, second gen. Second gen. Ooh, so the yeah. ML350, the R350. The when R350. was the last time you saw an R350 pre facelift that had all four matching wheels and not a broken window in it? In level suspension? Yeah. I, it's, but that, that's not really a late model, though. It is. 06? 06 isn't a late model. I was thinking like 2015 and newer. Okay, fine. Maybe because all right, so this is my thing. When you said late model, in my head, I thought special financing cars. Special financing cars. Okay, needs, so stuff need... that could still be under yeah. finance. That's probably yeah, a better so, way to do so it. So that'd be five years old and newer. Okay, so yeah. fine. Scratch the Mercedes then. But yeah. I do see a ton of those. Oh in yeah, like, in my also W two twenty S classes. <clears throat> yeah, those are two thousand. I've though. never seen one in good condition because it's the thing. Usually when I see a car, it's lowered. I'm like, that's cool. When I see a W two twenty S class, I go, that's just broken. <laughs> it's not cool. It's just broken. Unless it's moving. Even then, it's just broken. No, you can't it... drive those when they're when they're aired down. They <laughs> they do not move when the ABC has failed. Just the dealerships have come up with some interesting ways of getting those cars inside. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, uh, your answers are good. Um, there are some Mopars I don't usually see in terrible condition. The Dart is one I really missed. Um, but yeah, the Dodge Journey and Chrysler 200. The stuff that you see being driven really fast all the time that has no business being driven fast stuff that's missing taillights bumpers matching wheels 
windows, caved in doors. Charger, charger, charger. Charger, I I definitely put in there. I'm glad to see we're on the same page because, like, the charger is like the biggest piece of shit on the road today is the Dodge Charger. Because it's not because of the car, because the car, I mean, it does suck. And it's the second gen ones now, too. It's all the second gen 3.6 first year ones. They're getting cheap enough. The wrong engine, and like, now they're just getting driven right into the ground. It's bad. That's fine. Nobody cares about those cars, but, uh, it's yeah. that is the only car where I've seen like somebody make a legitimate. Or so actually, a Challenger is the only car I've seen somebody make a legitimate claim of pricing one near a hundred thousand dollars and pricing one near a thousand dollars. Like depending on options wow. and condition. Like that's the only. This car is the biggest gamut of condition. Yeah. Like cause I can't like, think of if if you get a really really nice Dodge Charger Demon yeah. with the drag pack Challenger. on it. Yeah, or sorry, Challenger Demon with a drag pack. Yeah, then you have a car. It's easily a hundred thousand dollar car. And you have like a V six. It's just clapped with the salvage title. I think the W two twenty can also do this, but at the five hundred to fifty thousand range. I think so. Yeah, the, because you can have like yeah an S four thirty four Matic with failed ABC, and you can have like a five thousand mile S sixty five AMG that is still. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's that is the uh, W220 S class is the Charger Light. <laughs> like, it is it's the entry level Charger. You get that car, it ruins your life, and then you end up with a Charger. Nick, Mary has a fusion. The significant other being trash analogy checks out. He's <laughs> downplaying himself. Yes, but Mary has an automatic, not a dual clutch, but an automatic third gen fusion titanium, which is actually, fine. So. On my route from my house to Janice's house, I drive 494-35W-62-100. Okay. So just pa- just before 62 in value, mm-hmm. where it's an on-ramp but not an off-ramp, yep. um, I look over to my right because there's always traffic merging in, and there's somebody down there that's got a lowered first-generation Ford Fusion hmm. with, like, tinted windows. And it's like The first gens, ramp. I think, escaped it. Actually, super-duper nice-looking. Like Sec- it is second gens are the ones that got raped. Something I would never ever want to own, or would say is a cool car. But this person, for some reason, thought that that was a good car to build. They probably had a really nice Mazda six in the early two thousands. Yeah. Spent a bunch of money on suspension and brakes, and then it got totaled. And they just threw it all. In the and they threw it all into a fusion. But you know what? That being said, it's a very cool fusion. He is without a doubt the coolest fusion I've ever seen. And actually, it's a legitimately cool car that's based off a fusion platform. But it still doesn't excuse the rest of the fusions that are all a bit shit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact about Mazda 6s, uh, they're always full of spiders. I, I didn't know, nor did I care to know that. There's a recall about this. Oh, for God's sake. Because the way that the, uh, the EVAP system would work... I've actually heard about this. It would actually attract uh, brown spiders. The recluse. Yeah, the brown recluse spiders. That would go and decide to, like, live in the fuel system because it's actually uh, aphrodisiac to them. And, like, they, they, so they breed. And then you have a car full of horrifying spiders. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just any spider, like the, a horrifying spider. The, like, the terrifying ones that are unassuming looking and can kill you. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah yes. Whenever I see a brown recluse. We're not talking a tarantula. We're talking something ten times more poisonous and looks like a house spider. Yeah, it looks like a totally normal house spider. It's, like, not a big deal. Like... I have my brown widow, Boris, that lives in my bathroom. She's fine. I do not bother her, and she doesn't bother me. And actually, I leave her, her little nest alone because she kills other things. 
And it's like house centipedes. Just leave them alone. Yeah, but like brown recluses, no, like they they get the boot. Like yeah, I literally is, smash kill it with fire. Yeah, yeah. That, that needs to die. But um, yeah, there you go. Top tip: don't ever buy a monster six unless you really like brown recluses. Also, another thing: I saw more brown recluses on my van than I did any other car I've ever owned. So I think my Mazda five also qualifies. It anyway. probably has the same purge canister or whatever. That's awful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> top tip: don't buy a Mazda six. Yeah, Unless you really like dying from spider bites, potentially. <laughs> that's our bombshell. I, I wasn't anticipating that being the end, but it is. So see you next week.